Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are we in a chicken wing apocalypse? Are you ready to go beast mode on Transformers? Get on your Vespas. We're racing to talk Luca. And is Disney bringing back pass holes? Burdened with glorious purpose, it's Distance Nerding. You're now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Lady Phil. And he's Jamez 5000. I'm a lady. And we have the glorious burden to nerd together. That was good, actually. We're talking about anything. Pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, guys, we want to talk about it. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, everything at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we've got The Download, Indie, Optimus, and Chicken Thighs. Oh yeah, Chicken Thighs. Mm. And then we're Stanton Rumors. We're getting dark and strange with rumors. Don't cross the streams. Silencio Bruno. We're talking Pixar's Luca. And The Breakdown. Young Lady Phil. We'll talk to Lady Jamez about Loki. But first, let me get a shout out we got a nerd appreciation shout out for some more nerds yay the average nerd podcast shout out to the guys Big ups to Av and Juan and Jay and Jorge and Dave. I love you guys. By the way, if you haven't listened to their Star Wars episode they just released recently, go and listen to it. It is hilarious. Super fun. I love their content. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I would have thought of that because they have some really good questions. I love it. Oh, yeah. They're just a fun show to listen to overall Mm -hmm. and just the games that they play on their shows makes me want to come up with better stuff for our show. Right, exactly. (laughs) They're raising the bar. Speaking of raising the bar, they're huge on Twitch, right? Oh, yeah. Tell me, I, what's a panty raid? And I don't mean to be crude, but a panty raid? So that was something from back in the 80s. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong panty raid. <laughs> panty is, is short. This a, is this a weird 80s movie? What's a <laughs> panty raid? Panty raid. Panty itself was short for pandemic. Ah, okay. So they panty rated our show, but they brought in like 30, 40 listeners oh. or uh, viewers on Twitch onto our stream. Onto the Lego live stream? Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. So they they just kind of, you know, decided, hey, we're going to go and invade your stream and give you guys a whole bunch of new subscribers. And I thought that was awesome. That's awesome. Those guys are great. Yeah, absolutely are. Speaking of great, shout out to Toy Fusion, where you can find every vintage toy you can think of. Look for Toy Fusion to have outdoor sales and swap meets happening all summer long. I wonder how many wrestling toys they have. Oh, they got a ton. Oh my gosh. He, he has some right now. Uh, see, I'm, I'm like shaking just thinking about it. Yeah. Me and um, Brad from Silver's Wrestling Rants, we always talk about figures and whenever I go into Toy Fusion, I always show him the, the case of wrestling figures. Right. There's like an amazing assortment of wrestling figures throughout the years, like 60, 70, $80 figures that are open. I'm like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? Right. But they're like vintage now. They're 
they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember all the ones from the 90s and like the late 90s. I had the Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. with the removable jacket and I had yep. the Austin 316 on the back. What? And yeah, I, I, I remember a lot of like the good toys from back then. Dude, they got it all. Go visit them off Arden Way here in Sacramento or toyfusion.com. And I got some good news. What's the news you got? They're going to be on an Amazon show. No way. Yeah. And a whole entire episode of a toy store near you. Season three, they'll have a whole episode dedicated to Andrew and Toy Fusion. Oh, I'm excited to watch that, man. Andrew is such a good guy. And Super every good. time I talk to him, it's just, it's pure joy. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see him like on a show. Yeah. He's super cool. Super fun to talk to. Like him and I message like the day after, actually not even the day after. Let's be honest. Loki comes on at midnight here on the West Coast. Right. Him and I are messaging at two in the morning. Like, hey, what did you think? <laughs> you right. <know? laughs> so it's it's fun. It's, it's great knowing Andrew and everybody at Toy Fusion. So make sure to check out a toy store near you season three premieres june 23rd and i think the toy fusion episode is sometime in july like mid-july okay so and where can we find the show amazon there we go the primo the prime el primo oh silencio primo (laughs) silencio primo (laughs) now that all the boring stuff and shout outs to our friends are out of the way it's time for the In whipping from a wheelchair news. This joke's never going to die. Oh, goodness. You ready for this? Let's do it. So shooting began this month in the UK for Indiana Jones 5. Right. We've talked about it. We've made jokes about Harrison Ford being too old. We were right. (sighs) So Harrison Ford suffered an injury on set of Indiana Jones 5. No, man. But I mean, like he's literally Superman. The man, like he crashed a plane and walked away. I mean, right. <laughs> but he comes on set, and you know the Millennium Falcon literally drops on him. So yeah, you know it, you're trading things off. So the severity of Ford's injury remains unknown. But all we know is that he hurt his 78 year old shoulder. Ah, uh, I know what happened. You do? Yeah, I know exactly what happened. What happened? He was whipping. Oh, right? but because he's so old, he whipped and threw his shoulder out. <laughs> he's like. Uh, right out of socket that's not good exactly poor guy yeah I, I don't know what happened i think walt disney even released a statement in the course of rehearsing for a fight scene harrison ford suffered an injury involving his shoulder production will continue while the appropriate courses of treatment is evaluated and the filming schedule will be reconfigured as needed poor guy oh my gosh so 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 he hurt himself in rehearsal it wasn't even like filming the scene they're not even filming yet oh my god man indiana jones 5 will be wheelchairing into theaters literally July 28, 2022. There we go. I don't want to be a burden. I got some movie news. I'm always ready for movie news. So Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin Partners, Amblin mm-hmm. Entertainment, something like that. Right, Amblin. Right? They signed a major deal, right, with Netflix. Everybody's signing with Netflix nowadays, I know, man. right? But this is huge. Like, this is Steven Spielberg yeah. signing with Netflix. Well, I mean, just didn't Universal just do a big deal with Netflix, too? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just like everybody's doing these big deals with Netflix. Exactly. It's a big deal, man. Well, they. it's almost like they're saying that, okay, Netflix is one of the cornerstones of streaming right right? like we got disney plus and we got hbo max and they're kind of closed environments right netflix is kind of the one that's saying open doors we're taking everybody if you're an indie artist or your sony pictures that don't have your own app right come here that's right because sony just signed a deal with netflix too like netflix the whole thing is they're trying to find ways to make sure that they don't fall behind all right and they're just kind of just taking every other studio that doesn't have their own system not even every studio they're taking youtubers 
subscribers. Oh, yeah. And putting their content onto Netflix. And it's working. Right. It's crazy how much, like, I used to watch my son, like, find some weird show on YouTube. And I'm like, he's so sucked into that. A year later, it's on Netflix. Yeah. I'm Baby like, Shark what? has its own show. Baby Shark. Yeah. That's on Nickelodeon. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mother Goose and Company or something like that is on Netflix. It's crazy. Right. Or just like we talked about Cuphead, you know, being a There's video a game. Yeah. That was a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. And now it's becoming its own cartoon. Right. That's totally it. Totally it. So Amblin and Netflix may have some budgetary genre requirements attached, but they're going to try to release a movie every year straight to Netflix. Nice. Then on top of that, depending on what the film is, they may do some hybrid like release on Netflix and release in theaters. Which I know that Netflix has been doing a lot of lately. Yeah. Depending on what the what the film is. But, yeah. You know, just another option to, to get movies and content out there. I'm excited to see what Spielberg is going to put out. Mm-hmm. Like if it's going to like if it's going to be Spielberg directed movies because it's it's Amblin so anything that he produces will be on there but if it's any movies that he actually directs that would be kind of cool oh that's a good point mm-hmm. that's a very good point yeah they did they did that hybrid with like the Irishman and marriage yep. story but yeah I think it's going to come down to what are they going to do with a Spielberg film yeah that he's connected to mm-hmm. interesting stop it Get some help. Speaking of Netflix, they're they're buying up everything and they're doing everything. So Netflix right. has ordered a new half hour comedy show focused on the Los Angeles Lakers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Really? Yeah. What? How's that going to go? I mean, if they wanted a comedy show, why didn't they do it on the Sacramento Kings, right? <laughs> There we go. Or the Los Angeles Clippers. I got sports jokes. All day. All day long. Yeah. Anyway. Does anybody so, have a tomato? I know, right? Throw it at me. I, I deserve that. Oh, brother. This guy stinks. So the series is coming from writer Elaine Co and executive producer Mindy Kaling. Right? Mindy Kaling is doing everything right I now. I know. She's all over the place. She's in like four different, or she's like producing like four different shows right now. I know. It's it's crazy. So they're both connected to it. I don't know who Elaine Co is, but this sounds like it's going to be like a, a mix of The Office and Ted Lasso, which I started watching. And it's awesome. I hear nothing but good things about Ted Lasso. I actually need to go back and watch it. So Netflix has given the show like a 10 episode green light. Right. Which is like a standard order at Netflix. Usually about 10 episodes. Elaine Coe is set to write and executive produce and show run the whole thing, which I'm like, she's kind of huge. Why is she getting all this clout with Netflix? She's the writer and executive producer for Modern Family. Okay. And now it all makes sense. Exactly. Plus Mindy Kaling on top of that. Yeah. So no date yet when this show will be sky hooking onto Netflix. You know the reference? Yes. Kareem. It's Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. It's not Shaq. It's not Kobe. It's Kareem. Did I I nail that joke? Raindrops. Kobe! You suck. In Disney news, what we got? Scarlet Joe. She's not done with Disney. You yeah. can't you can't kill off Scarlet Joe. She's set to star and produce in Disney's Tower of Terror movie. They're making a Tower of Terror movie? Yeah. Is it going to be attached to Twilight Zone? I think so. That's uh, the whole thing. I, I hope. The whole thing is I, I, I hope they don't Disney-fy it. You know what, what I mean? What do you mean? Like, I, like, that, like that they make it like a kid's thing? Like, you mean like Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion type thing? Oh my God, please don't. Will you shut up? 
I don't want them to make it a super kid-friendly thing, you know, where they like make it like Haunted Mansion, but in the Tower of Terror, or like not really that, but like you know, they kind of like chintzify it. That's I, really I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they make it like a like a in Hollywood, you know, something or like that. It's too vanilla-y, not as scary or not as thrilling. Right. I want it to be that Twilight Zone that makes you feel uncomfortable when you're watching it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it has to be something along those lines. So Scarlett Joe is producing and starring. Do we have anything on directors or anything like that? I don't think so. Wait, hold on. Yeah. So the project is being developed by Toy Story 4 director and Inside Out writer Josh Cooley. Well, okay. So Josh Cooley is a good writer mm-hmm. and he obviously he directs good things. Yeah. I don't know. I'm skeptical until You're I see skeptical. the trailer. Yeah. Because I want it to be scary. I want it to be something that is like that messes with you. I, I think they can do this. You know, it's yes, it is Disney and Disney tends to be PG, but you know, I think they're doing a good job with telling better stories and not just going for the money grab. Right. Like I thought I was going to hate Cruella mm-hmm. and I really liked Cruella. It gave me a backstory that I didn't know I needed, mm-hmm. but I was thoroughly in, enjoying that film. And it's not like bright and cheery or anything like that. You know, it's it was a little dark, but it wasn't like overly scary or anything like that. But I think they can pull it off. I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I just need the time to go and watch it. I want to go see it. I just I haven't had the time to do it. You're being a little bit of an elitist. Sure. If we were in Disneyland, you'd be a passhole. <laughs> That's a good transition, man. Right? That's a really good transition. Speaking of pass holes, so Disney did away with their annual pass holders right. program during the pandemic. <laughs> But we may have some news on a super fans package. Yeah, I saw this whole thing and I'm, I'm interested in learning more about this. Yeah, it's, it is sort of new and sort of like being uncovered slowly. Right. So, you know, actually shout out to Theme Park Pulse. Right. Because they went to Disneyland, you know, like earlier this month. That's right. And I don't know if you, you listen to uh, Jack walking through right. the and, gate. And they told Jack that something new was coming. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, because Jack busted out like his... His old pass. His old pass hole ID. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, hang on to that. That'll be coming back soon. And he's like, wait, what? Right. And then now it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of interesting. But the chairman of Disney Parks and Experiences and Products, he has a long title, Josh DeMauro, who they actually met, by the way. Nice. <laughs> which is crazy. Like I asked Albie, I'm like, who's that in the picture? He's like, oh, that's Josh DeMauro, the guy that runs the parks. Oh, my bad. Bob Chapik? Yeah. Josh DeMauro <laughs> said that a replacement program will be announced relatively soon. So we don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But he said like the program will be reflected of the behavior of super fans. So that's why they're tagging everything as super fans. Right. So they're going to let you go into the park 5,000 times in one weekend and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I have no idea what it's going to be. It could be like a membership style program. Right. We shall see. But, you know, the parks are opening back up. Like Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, and the Storybook Land boat ride is opening up. And, you know, I wonder if this is going to be like a subscription style thing. I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like the annual pass was like, okay, guaranteed money every year but if they make it a subscription thing where it's like you pay $50 a month or whatever it is because it's Disney people will pay it right Mm -hmm. you pay $50 a month for this subscription and you get like unlimited park visits or priority days or things like that oh I get what you're saying so think of it like like Netflix right you pay one price you get everything and then you pay a little a little bit more of a premium and you get it in HD right or something like that right so oh right the idea being that when you pay for the subscription service that you get like priority fast 
fast passes or you get priority days or kind of how with annual pass you had like days where it was only pass holders you know things like that yep i think that's where disney's gonna go just because they can make more money if they make it a monthly subscription rather than a yearly subscription that's a really good point mm-hmm. that's a, you know and, and if it's like something and people affo- will pay for it affordable on a monthly basis right is that kind of takes care of the locals right right hey, you're gonna be there once twice a month okay great right especially like you think about it like a ticket is you know say the tickets are 25 dollars for a single park mm-hmm. right if you get the subscription and it's 50 dollars a month that's for locals that's twice a month yeah you can go to disneyland yeah and and i'm assuming that it would be like a park hopper thing too yeah. so i mean that's how i used to like equate my my ski pass or snowboard pass is like yeah. okay it cost me this much i need to go at least four times and i'm good right on the fifth sixth i can hang out and drink beers on the mountain i don't care right yeah so and the other thing is like you know disney knows that the majority of like pass holders if they do a monthly subscription they're not going to come every month right the majority i mean if you're theme park pulse you're going like every weekend but i mean <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> but i mean like you know or ray de leon you're or ray going de leon. Yeah. yeah every other day you're going every other day oh, I just can't wait to be but I mean, like, you know, they know that you'll have super fans like that. Right. That will go all the time and it's not cost effective for them, but it's balanced by the, I have a subscription, but we only go, you know, once or twice a year. Exactly. But you're a super fan and you just want that right. membership. Right. Yeah. And either way, if you're going, you know, every other weekend, you're still buying the food. Right. You're still buying stuff. Right. So I mean, if you're going every other weekend, it's, it's flatlining itself. Yeah. You know, if it's a $50 a month thing. And again, I'm just throwing a number out there. Mm-hmm. This is, I don't know for a fact how much it's going to cost but i mean that's that's where i see that's like the number that i see where disney will put it out and people will pay for it right yeah that's a really good point so we're trading in pass holes for super fans sometime soon but either way the childless millennials are the worst i'm a childless millennial (laughs) get out of here man and they're coming back to the parks and everybody's gonna hate me all over again All right, that's the last Disney story I had. So that Disney story's over. So let's roll out. You can do a better one than that. Autobots, roll out. All right, I'll take it. What have I done? So we already knew that the upcoming Transformers movie will be an adaption of Beast Wars, right? right? With, I think, Steve Capel Jr. He's doing, he did Creed, Creed 2. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember reading that. I'm like, okay, what was his name again? Anyway, so Paramount Pictures has announced that the new live action Transformers movie is titled Transformers Rise of the Beasts. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm I'm excited for this just because it's Beast Wars. Like, I, I, I want to see Cheetor. I want to see Primal. I want to see Rat Attack, you know, like Rat Attack. Rat attack? Was he the bat? No, he was the rat. Oh, rat attack. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of bat attack. I'm just kidding. I made that up. So the movie's coming. We we know actually a lot about this movie. Right. And even though they just released the title, we know a ton about this movie. So the film is going to be set in 1994. Okay. And of course, we're getting Optimus Prime back. Wait, what? And he'll be like a G1 version of Optimus Prime with some like modern flair. Just wait. Hold on. I'm confused. You're already. giving me confusing looks. Bumblebee will be back and he'll be like a Camaro. Stop giving me those looks. An off-road Camaro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Mirage. Stop questioning things. Mirage. I remember Mirage. He was like a race car i love mirage i think i have mirage in my garage mirage in my garage he'll be a porsche 911 rc remember rc from the movie he'll be like a ducati a new character named nightbird will be a nissan gtr Ooh, okay that alone gets me excited because she's gonna be a gtr yeah and it's 94 so she's probably like an r33 Ooh, it's gonna be so cool letters and numbers that's cute so the movie will also be on location in brooklyn and peru and i guess they're filming in machu picchu okay that sounds cool and 
and we're going to be featuring Autobots and Decepticons, and we're going to be introduced to Terracons, right? All right. As well as Predacons. See, I'm, I'm getting really confused right now. Hold on, wait. And we're not going to get Megatron? Wait, what? We're getting Scourge. The leader of the Terracons will be the main villain, not Megatron. There's so many confusing looks happening on your face. Keep keep going. So as for like Beast War characters, we'll get Air Razor, Rhinox, Optimus Primal. Even though we're getting Optimus Prime, we're getting the Maximals. See, now I have questions. Isn't Optimus Prime Optimus Primal? Yeah, because Optimus Primal is basically just Prime's spark in another bot. See, all right, so this is where all the weird stuff is happening for me, right? right. Because this takes place in 1994. Yes. The first movie took place in the early 2000s. Are you going back to the Michael Bay? The Michael Bay. I don't think we're supposed to like acknowledge the Michael Bay. But no, but they're supposed to be in the same universe. It's all supposed to be in the same set of movies because that Bumblebee in the Bumblebee reboot is the same Bumblebee from that movie. Yeah, without the voice box. You're right. Right. So here's the problem I have with this is that it takes place in 94. Well, that first Transformers movie, Prime had never been to Earth by this point. Good point. So it's kind of like, like, I don't understand the story, the plot line, how this is all coming together and everything's working together. Bumblebee wasn't a Camaro until that first movie. So they're making him a Camaro already. You know, you're asking a lot of questions when you're not supposed to ask questions about Transformer movies. What is going on here? This is the same look I used to have when I would watch Michael Bay Transformer movies. And then instead of me going like, wait, how is this happening? As soon as that would happen, there'd be like a huge explosion. Or but that's my problem with everything. The whole thing is that it's, <laughs> it's, I get it. You want to do mind numbing action in, in these movies and everything. Right. I want storytelling. Yes. I what get made it. me fall in love with Transformers when I was a kid? What made you fall in love with Transformers when you were a kid? Soundwave. Right? Soundwave. But the, the whole thing is the storytelling that they had within right. these, these no, shows. I get it. I get it. I, so, you're totally right. Totally. Yeah. So it's like when you have no continuity in your stories and you're just like, oh, yeah, well, it's supposed to be in the same universe, but it's a reboot and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Like it's confusing. Yeah. You know, even when they do time travel, which they haven't done in this series, mm-hmm. right? But when they do time travel stuff in, in movies, it gets confusing. It gets mm-hmm. muddied up, right? Like the only people who are doing time travel decently right now is, is Marvel. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, is that when you do stuff like this, it's like, it, it kind of takes my excitement away from it because yes, I want to see Beast Wars. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite properties in the nineties when it comes to Transformers. But when you do it in a way like this, where it's just like, we're going to go half Transformers and then we're going to go half half yeah. Beast Wars and then mm-hmm. we're going to come up with these storylines that that just make absolutely no sense and yeah. retcon things from the movies where it's like I can't go and watch a movie series and enjoy any of it because none of it makes sense. Yeah. And I that, get what you're saying. That's bad storytelling. You know you know what what's a good way to put it like the way Star Wars did it, mm-hmm. right? You may be telling a story that's A B and D and then they come back 3 years later and do C, right? And it fits in and you want it to be one universe, right. one continuity. Because the thing is I can go and watch everything in chronological order in Star Wars mm-hmm. and it still makes sense. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Even though like Rogue One came out way after everything was done. Good right? point, yeah. Like everything in chronological order still makes sense. They write everything into the story where it makes sense. I can't do that with Transformers, man. Is it Michael Bay? Did Michael Bay screw up everything? That and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. <laughs> cuts deep. It cuts deep. Oh, yeah. So the new Transformers film will be rolling back the clock to the 90s and rolling out into theaters June 24th, 2022. We're like a year away. Yeah. 
from this movie. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll salvage it for me. I, I don't know. Just right now with the way that they explained everything, it's like a five-year-old tried to explain Transformers everything to me just right now. Right. Well, you only have a year to be salty or rusty, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to be a toxic nerd. I don't. It's just, again, I want storytelling. I want good storytelling. I get you. I got you, boo. I got you. Transform and roll out. Let me give you some good Transformer news. Okay. So, Peter Cullen, right? Ooh, yes. Hashtag my Optimus Prime. I am Optimus Prime. Everybody's Optimus Prime. Like, right. the only Optimus Prime that should be there. So, well, there's like two other actors that have played him, but yeah. Cullen is, is the best. But, yeah, exactly. Like, he voiced the original back in the TV shows, mm -hmm. back in the 80s, that sort of thing. So, Transformers producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. Wow, that was tough. That's a lot of letters. Anyway, so, the producer of Transformers said, as long as Peter Cullen wants to do the voice of Optimus Prime, he's got a job being Optimus Prime. I love that. Right? I love that he has a perma job on that. Right? Because a lot of times with these franchises, they'll they'll cast somebody new mm -hmm. or they'll get somebody who does like a new role for him, right? Like perfect example, Megatron. Right. Right. They recast Megatron. And then what's funny is when he became Galvatron, you get the original actor for Megatron to play Galvatron. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a mm -hmm. good point. So, I mean, that's cool. Peter Cullen. It was always nice knowing like that's the anchor of Transformers is, is we're going to hear the same Optimus Prime. Right. So, I guess that means he'll be back for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, right? Yeah. And there's like two other Transformers projects happening like that are in the works right now like films so I yeah. guess he'll be in that too that's like the saving grace of those films is being able to watch a badass version of Optimus Prime on screen mm -hmm. and he sounds like my Optimus yeah mm -hmm. that's a great way to put it mm -hmm. way to put it I mean I guess it's okay alright I got some connected news but not really connected Renegade Game Studios recently announced that Renegade Con virtual special edition the event will be like showing off a Power Rangers G.I. Joe and Transformers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do some of the mobile games, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think like RPGs and stuff like that too. Okay. So there'll be like a virtual con happening. There'll be panels. There'll be workshops. And we should get a first look at Power Rangers RPG game that's coming. And Interesting. And yeah, the event is free. Oh. Right? I wonder if uh, Gino is going to cover this. He should. He better. Gino, are you going to cover this? Where are you, Gino? Where are you at? Underscore bugs. Where are so all you got to do is register for free at Eventbrite. Okay, easy enough. And you're there. You get access to the panels and the con and all these other things. So Renegade Con Virtual Special Edition will be yo-joing and morphin' timing and rolling out July 16th and 17th. Put a lot of effort into that. I, you know, I try sometimes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Do or do not. There is no try. All right, ready for some food story? I'm always ready for some food story. Yum. Okay, chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna, chicken and macaroni, chilling with my homies. I got chicken wing news. Yes. I what? love chicken wings. I chicken well, I guess it's not really good chicken wing news. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into this, right? Uh -huh. Flats or drums? I go either. I'm not judging my chicken wings. I'm just eating them. I used to be a hardcore drum guy. Uh-huh. And now I love flats. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see the good in both. Mm -hmm. If you put it in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I, I think it's more like there's a love for eating flats, but drums have more meat. So that's probably why I like drums. It's like looking at a chicken nugget and be like, do you like him oval or do you like him round? I like him chicken. Yummy. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what chicken wings are. They're chicken. <laughs> Flats and drums. Get out of here. So in not good chicken wing news, oh. I guess there's a chicken wing shortage. Yeah. Which sounds like more of a pandemic than COVID is. Yeah. <laughs> that, I would say that is more of a problem than, than a transmissive disease. Right. That is unstoppable. So I guess the wholesale price of chicken wings a year ago was like 98 cents. Now it's like $3.22. That is ridiculous. What? What do we do with this chicken apocalypse? I, I don't know. This this upsets me. Wingstop has the answer. Do they now? They're creating Thigh Stop. What? <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, that just, sounds, stop. just sounds weird. Are you sure about that? So Th that doesn't sound like food related. I mean, with chicken wings, <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there. That's nasty. <laughs> I mean, their whole business is chicken wings. Like, what are they going to do? Because their costs are going up. So they're going to start releasing thighs, you know, with all their like 11 different flavors. Okay. So so you can get chicken thighs. I guess. So chicken thighs, chicken thighs, hot dog and bologna. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it, good. it doesn't. But you'll be able to get Thigh Stop online and through DoorDash. I might have to check it out just so that I can say that we did. And they're doing it like a secret menu style. Like you can only get it through their website or DoorDash. You can't like walk in and, and get it, I guess. So what I'm wondering on this is, are they going to like batter and fry it the same way that they do their wings? Ah, uh, I do have an answer because I, I did read it. Okay. Because I'm very interested in the story. They're going to have bone ones. Okay. And I think they're going to be just like the chicken wings where it's like just bone and, and meat and skin, right? Okay. And then they're going to have boneless thighs, which are breaded. Okay. So if you're looking to like cut calories and cut carbs, go with the bone in, right? Because it's just chicken and seasoning. Right. Which I want to do right now. Uh, we going to Wingstop right now? I know, right? Call it up. Door dash it. You yeah. got doors? Let's dash. Let's do it. So are you a wingman or are you a thigh guy? I don't know how to answer that. Me neither. Chicken? I think I'm both. Chicken? Give me the chicken. The answer is yes. Absolutely. I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. Ooh, let's start some rumors. I want to start some rumors with you. With you. With you. I want to start some rumors with you. All right, I got one rumor. It's better than no rumors. And of course, it's MCU. But I mean, that's where all the rumors live nowadays. Right? So we're cutting closer to Marvel What If, a new yes. show that's coming to Disney+. Plus. Right. So it's all about like, like the alternate universes and just kind of alternate timelines, especially mm -hmm. if, if the theories on Loki are yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. I heard, I heard the last episode. I was like, hmm, there yeah. you go. Like maybe they're starting What If in Loki. Right. Like that's really cool. So one of the, I guess the stills that they showed was... Doctor Strange fighting Doctor Strange. Ooh. Interesting, right? Yeah. So a lot of the theory is like, what's going on with this darker Doctor Strange, like evil looking Doctor Strange? Right. And they think it's like part of the multiverse of madness, right? And right. It's a Doctor Strange that maybe like lost his love. And now he had to turn to like the dark arts to try to get back that love. And now oh. he's like corrupted. So like he's like taking power from Dormammu. Exactly. Dormammu. Or maybe he's like trying to get his love back by invading another multiverse multiverse or Ooh, universe kind of the theories that i had in wandavision yes yeah right so you know we're getting cumberbatch and he's reprising his role maybe multiple roles in the what if and then he'll be back with tom holland in spider-man no way home this december and then doctor strange 2 multiverse of madness march 25th we're actually getting a lot of doctor strange within the next year yeah so this this is gonna be good yeah i i can't wait because i love him as a character i love mm -hmm. dr stephen strange i feel like we didn't get enough of him in the, in the finale of and 
the game? Infinity Saga. Saga. Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. You're you know, right. like we kind of got him in Infinity War. We basically got none of him in Endgame. So mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't really have many lines at the end of the movie. No. Good point. Good point. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see more Stephen Strange. So Marvel's What If maybe coming in August? I guess it's still to be determined. Like up in the air. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Don't cross the streams. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Disney Plus released the latest Pixar film, Luca, and it was wonderful. Here's the setup for it. Set in a beautiful Italian Riviera town, the animated feature is a coming-of-age story about a young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with pasta, vespas, and monsters? Yeah. What'd you think? Pretty much, I liked it. I really liked it, man. My initial thoughts going into it, I was thinking it was going to be like an okay movie. I should know better. It's Pixar. Everything they put out is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, I started watching it and I got hooked immediately. Yeah, I love this movie. I had no expectations going into it. I didn't read anything about this movie, where it was set, you know, who was in it. Right. I just went into it kind of just open and I fell in love with this movie. When I watched the trailer, I thought they were mermaids. I didn't oh, yeah? realize they were sea monsters. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? They they kind of set it up where it was a little, you no, know, you didn't know what was happening and it's it's Disney and it's Pixar. Of course, probably a mermaid. You wouldn't expect a monster. Right. But it's Pixar, so maybe it is a monster, right? Right, right, I right. I love this movie. I love the setting. I love the music. The only thing I wish, I wish I was like Italian so I could relate a little bit more. Right. But I mean, I guess that's the same thing with Coco, right? That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure at some point they're going to do a Filipino movie. Well, they kind of did. They did that one about Lola. They did a short. It was really good. But I, that that was more like a Disneyland short. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, like a full movie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, I'd be down for that. But be called the land of Halo Halo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that That's the name of it. Halo Halo. Yeah. But I love Luca every bit of it from the animation the yeah. colors the story like so you notice the characters were a lot more cartoony in this than they normally are because you tend to most of the characters in most Pixar movies tend to be a, maybe slightly exaggerated but tend to be very realistic mm-hmm. they were a lot more cartoony than normal in this that's a really good point mm-hmm. but you know even between monsters and humans there was something like relatable about the way they were drawn right the way they were created so right. I yeah I liked it a lot the voice acting was amazing oh, on point. Maya Rudolph was so good. Yeah. And uh, Jim Gaffigan was super funny too. Right. I loved all those little jokes. Yeah. So we're not going to spoil this movie, but we both thoroughly enjoyed this as grown men. Absolutely. So go check this out. But, you know, one thing, what I love about Disney, what I love about Pixar is all the Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. So we should go through some Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think any of these are really spoilery, so I think we should oh, be no, okay. no. And some of it is just the little nods to other things and how they connect right. to the other movies and just, you know, little homages to Pixar or Disney and that sort of thing. Right, right. So the first one I got was a boat at the very beginning. It was named Elena, which right. is like, okay, that doesn't mean a bunch, but whatever. But Elena was the name of Miguel's grandmother in Coco. Right. So, I mean, that's an easy connection there. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Right, right, right. And then there's a lot of references to movies. So like... So like old Italian movies. Even old then. Italian movies. Yeah. And, and just older movies. And again, the movie's set in like the 1950s, but like there were posters like kind of 
torn down posters, but like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea right. was like on the wall. Right. Like Roman and Holiday was on there too. Right. So it was cool. Just all those little bits of uh, homages to other films were there. You know, one thing I, I didn't catch, but I'm so happy they, they did this. You know, Alberto's little hideout, you know, when they were looking at the poster. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cute. There's the Vespa poster that they're going to, you know, kind of get all googly over. The hat that was next to the poster is the hat from Mr. Fredrickson from Up. Right. Or, I mean, I guess that could also be Indiana Jones's hat. There's no bandages or a wheelchair, so I doubt it. <laughs> you know, one other note, uh, as I was reading some of these Easter eggs, in the same room or that castle thing that Alberto right. lives in, there was a boot underneath the hammock, and it's the same boot from Wally. Right, the one that he has to plan in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love those little connections. And then when Luca goes to Julia's room, yeah. did you notice there was an easy Disney Easter egg? So, tell me that Donald Duck didn't look like it was like a, a really high version of Donald Duck. <laughs> you know, everything's a cartoon, right? So, yeah. I mean, this is just a cartoonized version of a cartoon. But, I mean, like, his eyes are super low, yeah. and he's got, like, this weird, like, pothead smirk on his face. He probably had a ton of pasta and was just, like, in a food coma. But we get a little Donald Duck in the corner. That one I caught. Right. That one I caught when I was watching the film. Like, there it is. I did the Leonardo DiCaprio point. I'm like, there it is. <laughs> and then we got, like, a ton of references to Pinocchio, which I didn't really get, but I think they were just doing, like, an homage to, like, here's one of the, sto- of the stories. No, yeah. I mean, because the story of Pinocchio is completely different from the Disney one. And yeah, I, I was I was looking at that because I thought it was kind of cool that it started off with like the animated yeah. kind of like Pinocchio and then goes into this. And it's not like the Disney version of Pinocchio. It's like the OG original version of Pinocchio. I don't even know there was an OG version. I thought the OG version was the Disney version. No, the Disney version was a remake from a book. Oh. Or I mean, it was an adaptation from a book though. Interesting. Yeah, and it is very different from the book. The book is, Pinocchio is a very different character in the book. Yeah jerk not really a jerk but he's more more ignorant than anything gotcha yeah can he get more in- ignorant than a piece of wood oh yeah oh okay i got it we also got the pixar ball is the pixar ball in every movie yes so they find a way to put the luxo ball in every movie oh that's super cool so the other one of the other pixar easter eggs is that is the a113 right right so that was the ticket and i guess a113 just for reference right that was like the room that all the animators were in not all the animators but it's pretty much a lot of times when people People go to Cal Arts. Cal Arts. There's, there's like famously, there's a classroom. I mean, oh, it's not, okay. it's not even just in animated movies. Like they, you, you, it pops up in like movie movies oh, and stuff like that. So I mean, like you know, like a lot of times people who go to Cal Arts, they'll usually put that as a reference in their movies, and it's just kind of like an industry Easter egg. Got it. But Pixar is famous for doing it in every movie. Yeah, I've caught the A113 on a few different films. Yeah, you know, one of the ones I love from Pixar is the Pizza Planet truck. Uh, it's funny how they made their way into this one, right? Because it's kind of like it's 1950s Italy. Right. Right. So it's like, really? How are you going to do the pizza truck here? The pizza planet truck here? And right. I, and I like the way that they did it. And they fit it in. I had to go back and watch it once I saw this. Yeah. But they did the pizza Vespa. Right. So it was a Vespa with the pizza planet logo yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. So if if you want to catch it without looking it up, you can catch it like during the race when it's raining. And Ercole. Ercole. Mm-hmm. When he's like riding through town, he passes by the pizza planet Planet. Vespa. Right. I thought that was super cool. That's all the ones I caught, but looking it up, there was a couple more. I guess there was like the zip code was on the train. So the, yeah, I didn't I didn't pick that one up. So the Pixar headquarters is in Emeryville mm-hmm. and it's, they have the zip code on the train. So that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, 94608. So I mean, you know, it's basically a Emeryville, Oakland mm-hmm. zip code. Oaktown. Yes, but you know one I didn't catch and I guess it was in here, but there's a reference to a new 
new Pixar movie coming called Turning Red. Yeah. So, I mean, every Pixar movie has a reference to the next movie in it. Oh, really? So a lot of times people won't pick it up, right? So, for example, in Monsters, Inc., mm-hmm. at the end when he takes Boo back to her room mm-hmm. and Boo starts passing him all her toys, one of the toys that he gives him is Nemo. Oh, really? Yeah. She has like a plush Nemo that she gives him. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. See? So, like, things I like love that. love those. You know, like, every movie has one of these references in it, right? And what they do is whatever the next project they're working on, they have an Easter egg for it in the previous movie. Right, right. Wasn't there a Lotso? I, I could have sworn there was a yeah, Lotso. Yeah, there was a Lotso bear in one in, in one of their movies too. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Turning Red. Right. But it's, I guess it's in the film somewhere. Yeah, so like once this movie comes out, then we'll probably, it'll be more evident. But that's the thing is like, you know, when Boo gives Sully the Nemo toy, mm-hmm. that movie came out, nobody knew who Nemo was. Yeah, they just thought it was a toy. They yeah. just thought it was a toy fish. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean like that's one of those things where it's probably something that was like right in our face evident, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But we won't know until until this movie comes out. I love this film and the kids want to watch it like every night and I'm like, let's do it. Right. It's so fun. I love this little like coming of age story. Yeah. And I love how it's about the boy, then it becomes about the boys. Right. And then it becomes about the boys and the girl, you know, right. Julia. And they all get along. It's not like they tear each other apart. Yeah. 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 Well, even like the characters that you're supposed to be afraid of are enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, I guess aside from Edicole, because he's kind of a jerk, but I mean, yeah. the the dad. Yeah, he you was know? super nice. He really was, you know, like, he, and he looks like he's the kind of dude you should be afraid of. Yeah. But he's just like super soft and super nice. And even like when they have a chance to make him kind of a jerk, he's like the nicest dude. Right. I love how the, the stories were about the kids wanting to do different things. Right. And or wanting different things. And there was a little bit of tension between Alberto and Julia. Right. But then in the, in the end, he almost became like the adopted brother. Right. Kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, everything he's been wanting and missing is right there. Right. And so, like, he has a happy ending. Oh, I'm yeah. going to cry just thinking good, about man. this movie. It was good. I love it. There's something in the water. to break it all down in the breakdown. Loki, episode three, the god of mischief meets his match. So is it Lady Loki? I don't think it is. Oh my goodness. I don't think it is. She is very Enchantress, man. I don't know much about Enchantress, but Mm -hmm. they've kind of set it up to be like variants and Lokis. How could it not be a variant of Loki? I mean, it could be a hybrid. They Mm -hmm. could have just taken Lady Loki and Enchantress and kind of like merged them together. Right. But the more she talks, the more I believe she's not Lady Loki. That's a good point. Okay. Sorry. We totally just jumped into it i had i had to like ask you right away because yeah. i want you're the you're the deep cut guy so i just had to know right what you were thinking but so episode three is called lamentus and it's pretty much loki and can i just call her lady loki i, I mean for now i guess i can call her sylvie yeah because i mean they did establish that her name is sylvie yeah i can call her sylvie so it's pretty much them on like this planet that's dealing with an apocalypse right right and, and it's a lot of dialogue back and forth right also avoiding astro 
asteroids and meteors and that sort of thing. Right. And kind of like, you know, classism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I love I think about really this? dodging classism is really what they're doing a lot here. So yeah, you know, you know what I love about this? We still don't know what Loki, our Loki, I'm just going to say our Loki, what his plans are at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know it's something with the timekeepers, but we don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. We don't know what he wants to do. I mean, his surface plan is he wants to kill the timekeepers, but we know that's not what he's going to do because mm-hmm. there's always what he tells people and what he actually intends on doing. Yeah. I, I still don't know. We're halfway through the show and I still don't know, but let's go through some stuff. So Lamentus is the planet, right? That right. they go to. Right. Which was super cool looking. I felt like I was in Guardians of the Galaxy all over again. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, in the comics and I'm jumping a little forward here, mm-hmm. but Lamentus one is mentioned maybe once in the comics. Oh, and it's okay. something related to Annihilus, who's, you know, kind of like a major villain in the comics. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it's mentioned once, right? And it's a moon that's on the edge of, or the, the planet is on the edge of Cree space. Oh, so okay. it does like the, the people that we're seeing, we're assuming are Cree, but we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing is, is like, you know, they're like self-policing at this point because the, the, the police and the uniforms that they're wearing are definitely not like Cree uniforms. Right, right. It looked like one of those outer rim planet type things. Right. Like, looked like a, a purple Tatooine or something. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a a mining colony mm-hmm. on the outskirts mm-hmm. of Cree space. Got it. Yeah, I thought that was it was a pretty cool looking planet. Something we've never seen. Right. You know, and all of a sudden they just throw it into the middle of Loki. So that was cool. Right, because it's supposed to be the worst apocalypse of all the apocalypses. I don't know why. It's because a planet is breaking up and about to destroy a moon. Like the opposite of what would normally happen. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. So let's get to Sylvie or Lady Loki or the Enchantress or... I mean, Sylvie uh, is the Enchantress, so in the y- comics at least. Right. So give me all the little Easter eggs. So on the dossier, right, they called her Sylvie, right? Right. And then did she say her name was Sylvie? Uh, so she does because when she's arguing with Loki about, you know, don't call me Loki, I've shed that form, I'm no longer Loki, she goes, you can call me Sylvie. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I wasn't sure if they actually said her name. I don't know if this is the Enchantress because I why would they set up all these variants and like, okay, we're, we're trying to catch all these Lokis, here's all these other Lokis, and then they bait and switches on, on a Loki? Well, so again, I think part of it may have to do with she is stealing his temporal essence in a way, or maybe she's gone back in time. I mean, because it, it also seems like a lot of her backstory is very different from Loki's. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks about um, how she never met her mother, you know, and I mean, that's one of the primary things about Loki is that, you know, he's connected to his connected mother. to his mother. Right. He's connected to Frigga, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, so it's like there are a lot of things that kind of happen or just kind of things that she explains that just don't add up to her being Loki. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see how you're. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, a lot of it is and, and he kind of touches on it a little bit, but I think a lot of it is he's realizing she isn't Loki, that she mm. isn't a Loki. And again, he touched on it because he mentions. So what you're just kind of committing crimes in time and blaming it on me. See, that actually makes sense for whatever reason. She knows Loki is right. Knows things about him and just setting it up where she's getting the TVA to go after him versus her. I feel like there was something that he did in her past that causes her to be who she is. Whether it's that Loki or a different Loki or even to a point like what if that's his daughter oh remember at this point he has changed everything about himself in time mm-hmm. right so he is no longer destined to do all the things that he was gonna do he's not gonna get killed by thanos at this point okay and a lot of things can change he did mention that there was somebody that he cared about and things like that right what if she is loki because she's his offspring
different. You know when like... Um, and she blames him for not being around. You know like when you're cooking pasta and then you forget to look at the pasta and it's boiling and it starts boiling over? Like my brain is boiling over right now because I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like maybe she is the daughter and that's a weird connection. Like they don't have any kind of romantic connection. Right. So that would make so much sense. Right. Oh. And that's why she hates him. And that's why she says, yeah. Yeah. don't call me that. I'm not Loki. Oh my gosh. My brain just blew up right now. Right. And I mean, that's not in the comics. It's not something that's in there, but it's But it would that, be a great explanation. Right. And the thing is, is like, you know, technically you want to get into technicalities. I mean, technically Enchantress is, you know, a offspring, quote yeah. unquote. In of, the comics, like yeah. she gets her he powers her. Yeah, yeah. from her. Right. And you know, to be honest, like MCU is doing this thing where they are switching from the characters that we know to this next generation yeah. of characters like the new Captain America and the new Hawkeye that's coming, you know, Kate yeah. Bishop, that sort of thing. I mean, they also talked about the use of magic. Yeah. You know, like she talks about like, where did you learn how to do all this magic? And he talks about my mother. Mm. Right. And he asked her, well, where did you learn yours? And I taught myself. Right? There is no point in any Loki universe where Loki doesn't know the magic that he knows. And if she is not the daughter of Odin, right, and not the daughter of Freya, Frigga, same character, then technically she would be a frost giant. Got it. Or like a descendant. Or maybe she's just. Well, I'm saying if, if, if she was supposed to be a Loki and she didn't have her parents the way that Loki had his parents, mm -hmm. she would just be a frost giant. Okay. I get it. And that's her, her name, right? The Laufey daughter. Well, I think so. I think that's what it translates to. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. I. You know what? I'm kind of on board with your theory that it's like a relative, like a daughter of Loki. That right. would explain or why she. Or some type she, of creation that he has. Why she hates him so much. Maybe right. some kind of deadbeat dad. Right. And deadbeat God and just like bailed on her. And now she's like, I'm going to get rid of all these Lokis. I'm going to get rid of these timelines that were that were screwed up for me. You know, right. that sort of thing. Hmm. That is interesting. Let's keep going. Easter eggs. Loki. Bisexual, right? Yeah. I, and I mean, so I've been seeing a lot of threads where people were upset because they're like, oh, well, the Marvel Wikipedia doesn't say that he's gender fluid or no, you can't make him bisexual. I don't see where there's a problem there. I don't really care because it has nothing to do with the plot. Right. I mean, like, you know, him being gender fluid, gods in general are gender fluid. Yeah. You know, like you want to get into some weird stories about Loki in the actual mythology. Loki turned himself into a horse, got pregnant and gave birth to an eight legged horse for his father. Why did you just tell me that? Specifically because gender fluidity, because a lot of people are arguing that the gender fluidity should not be a thing. No, I'm OK with that gender fluidity. I just didn't want to know the eight legged horse thing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. But I mean, it's an actual story in Norse mythology. But I mean, like, you know, so I don't have an issue with him being gender fluid. I don't have an issue with him being bisexual. And they also mentioned that that Sylvie's also bisexual. So, I mean, like, I don't have an issue with either of those. I yeah. think that it makes sense for his character. Yeah, that would make, yeah, total sense for his character. Yeah. You know, what about the music? Did you like the music? <laughs> so the opening music and the closing music, I thought were very appropriate mm -hmm. for what they did. Now, the music that I want to talk about yes. is Loki's sultry voice right. when he's full, <laughs> which I don't understand. But I mean, like, he was singing, like, in Norwegian. Right. We Oh, we should call some people. I was going to say, and I mentioned it in the Nerdington Post. Uh huh. I need Sonny and Johnny to translate for me. I need them to tell me what the meaning of this song is. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I thought, yeah, you're right. Like a little bit of chant chanting. I want to call it chanting. Sing well, along. Was, they were singing. Sing, if, sing if, along. if anything, yeah. what that reminded me of was like bar songs. Yeah, bar songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the song, especially with like Viking culture that they would like, you know, drink and be merry and sing. Yeah. I love that at the very end, how they, it was almost like an homage to Thor. Because at yeah. the very end, he like took the glass and he smashed it. And the lady's, Another! Like, lady's like, what 
the? And the bartender's like, what are you doing? Which is funny because, fun fact, uh, I found this out last episode, Tom Hiddleston originally auditioned to be Thor. Right? Yeah. I did, I did see that too. So, I mean, that makes, there's a lot of callbacks right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got to do a, a little sing-along mm-hmm. and slam a glass down. So we barely got some TVA in this. Right. This this story focused more on Loki and... Sylvie. Sylvie. But we did get a lot about their technology, right? That tem pad? Yeah. Temporal temporal pad? Temporal, temporal pad, right. Temporal iPad, whatever it may be. Yeah. So that's what they use to go through time? Right. Or that's the controls for it? What kept going through my mind was they were talking about, or Sylvie was talking about, you need a massive, intense power source to power this thing. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking with the rules that the show has established, right? In like actual timelines, you need a massive power source. But in their offices, it's probably just like an iPhone cable. Right. <laughs> That's totally true. Right. That is totally true. I mean, think about it like now, right? Like uh, how much power, how much computing power are in our iPhones versus what they use to send a man to the moon back in the 50s. Yeah, right? it's astronomically higher. Our phones are astronomically higher than yeah. the entire room that powered the lunar lander. You know what was one thing, speaking of TVA, um, Sylvie did mention something and I wanted to learn more about this, but Sylvie revealed like at the end of the episode that the TVA employees had a life before joining the TVA. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I because they established in the last episode that the TVA were like willed into existence by the timekeepers mm-hmm. and they've always been members of the TVA and they were created that way. And Sylvie explains that no, there were variants. Yeah. Variants of just other people. Of other people. Or, hmm. So again, that's what kind of... But technically, you know, most universes, right? Like technically everybody should have a variant. Right. So what does it matter that they're variants? Because they weren't established at the beginning of time like Mobius oh, thinks that Oh, that, that, gotcha, that gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. So that's the difference. Like she's starting to unravel that TVA religion. Yeah, because Mobius, it, it, he believes that he was born into existence as a, a member of the TVA when in reality he was probably just a variant that they just put to work. Mm. So do you think Mobius is is lying or do you think he's just like caught, think just in, ignorant. The, like th- caught in the religion type thing? No, I think he just doesn't know. I think he just, all he knows is what they tell him. I wonder if they're like picking people as like, okay, we're going to grab you and then if we lose you, we're just going to get another version of you from another timeline. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And I guess if there's like thousands of variants of one person, mm-hmm. pruning one is not going to make a difference. Right. Maybe they find a way to like, this is an optimal um, employee for the TVA. Let's just get versions of that person. Or maybe that's how they find almost how like, you know, the CIA used to recruit hackers to be hackers, hackers, right? Yeah. Anti-hackers or anything like that, like to, to be black hats, essentially. Maybe that's how they find people like, oh, this person found their way around time. We're going to recruit them. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think there's something up with the TVA. I don't yeah. know what it, I mean, this episode had nothing to do with the TVA, yeah. but there's something up with them. There's something up with, what's her name? The judge? Yeah, Ravonna Renslayer. Yeah, there's something up with her. Like she's getting a lot of airtime and a lot of setup. I also think, again, I, and I mentioned this before, but I think Immortus is one of the timekeepers mm-hmm. and that's going to be the kind of kickoff for Immortus to become King the Conqueror. Got it. I'm, I still got that, you know, TVA variant thing stuck in my head. Oh, you want to know what, that's what I, what's going on in my brain. Remember how they were talking to Renslayer mm-hmm. or what's his name was? Mobius was. Mm-hmm. And he puts the drink down with the coaster. Yeah. But there was a ring around it. Right. And, he, and she's like, put a coaster. He's like, of course, I don't know who did this. What if it's another Mobius? Oh, yeah. 
Maybe she's got like a bunch of Mobiuses running around. And that's who her favorite. Yeah. Like it's weird how they're putting little like hints to things like, yeah, you keep all these mementos. Wait, I don't remember that one. I got that one from my favorite. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's more to this like variant TVA thing. Like they're just soldiers and they're just flicking them out of the timelines. I mean, we got three more episodes from here. Oh my goodness. I don't know if this is an Easter egg, but just one thing I noticed the way Loki falls. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've seen that so many times. I've been falling. For 13 minutes! But like the way he fell and he's kind of like in that rocks cart place or rocks on building, like the Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Like he fell down and he's like kind of got on his elbows and this way the camera is set up. I feel like I've seen that shot like in Avengers, in in this, in Loki, like three times. I think they're using that like same shot for whatever reason. Like <laughs> him falling down is like the same exact shot. It's probably just funny to them that he just kind of lands like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as far as like Easter eggs go in this, this was probably like the lightest Easter egg episode so far and i think most of it is just because it was a very kind of tight-knit storyline oh yeah, they yeah, did, yeah. and that this wasn't that much room to kind of throw extras in there mm-hmm. so i that's why i was thinking like they named this episode lamentus that's the planet or moon they were on or whatever right i wonder if that's going to come back somehow yeah again you know th- there's a rumor that this might bring in the annihilation storyline and i don't know that storyline right but i mean like basically annihilus has an armada of like fifteen thousand ships mm-hmm. and and he goes like dimension to dimension, destroying everything. Oh, and okay. recruiting people to his army, right? So there, there, there's a rumor that because this planet ties directly into the Annihilus storyline, to the mm-hmm. Annihilation storyline between them and the Phalanx, which the Phalanx are basically a kind of living like a, ro- robot computer. They're, they're like a weapon, right? Almost, yeah. but like you know, like the Phalanx and the uh, and, and Annihilation, they fight each other and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation that you know they may be the villains in the next Avengers movie. Oh, really? To kind of like keep the story going and be like, you know, the these are the villains for this, but then also, you know, kind of tying in Kang the Conqueror. Right, right. And you kind of need like a big, huge, super bad with a big, huge army. Right. So everybody can get fighty, fighty. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see something like that happening. That's all I got. I don't know if there's any more. You got any more Easter eggs? What no, do you, man, that's all I got. What do you, what else do you think is going to happen? Three more episodes. Like I said, I'm still pulling for something with a mortis happening like just getting at least a reveal mm-hmm. on king the conqueror i don't know like aside from that like uh, again just kind of figuring out who sylvie is whether mm-hmm. she is the enchantress or if she is some weird variant of loki which mm-hmm. for some reason has no tie to loki whatsoever right right i think i mean we're three episodes in so anything can happen right right but i think they're gonna set up loki to be a bigger character moving forward like as some kind of hero or anti-hero type thing Right. Instead of just being the villain that he was. Right. You know, where they plucked him out of the timeline. Especially because people love that character. Exactly. You know. Exactly, right? Like, Tom Hiddleston is getting his his due right now. Right. Right? Same thing with Owen Wilson. Oh, I man. think they're going to give him a ton of play moving forward. Like, maybe he's the new Phil Coulson or something like that. And I think he's got more to him than just these six episodes of Loki. I doubt they're going to make him Coulson. But, I mean, like, it'd be kind of cool to just kind of see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Like, put him in a room with Nick Fury. I want to see what the conversations they're going to have. Oh man, that would be weird. Yeah, right? I can't, I love the show. Mm-hmm. Is this your favorite show of the three Marvel Disney Plus shows that have come? I mean, so far it's it's been really good and mm-hmm. the, the, the writing is really good and the story's really good. I, I can't really make that call until we hit that finale. Got it. But right now it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. I think so too. This may be my favorite because I feel like it's more expansive than WandaVision was 
Rose right. and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right, right, right. More Loki. More mischief. More Asgard. More singing in Norwegian. Yes. Done. Dark moon Away up high up in the sky Oh, tell me why Oh, tell me why You've lost your splendor You asked for it. We got it. We got more shirts on the way. Yes, we do. I, I love it. People are loving these shirts. I'm wearing my shirt right now. You've worn yours like four days in a row. Yeah. Thank you for finally washing it. Yuck. It's I about mean, time. Yeah. I might actually have to buy another one so I have extras. I know. Hey, I know we're a guy. I know a guy. You know a guy? Buy, that can sell you one. They, they have distance starting t-shirts? Yeah. How do you get a hold of them? I'll get you a discount. Really? All you got to do is hit up Young Phil. Young Phil? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a jerk. So funny, I forgot to laugh. <laughs> kind of. But hit him up on PayPal. Okay. At distance nerding. PayPal.me slash distance nerding. But for everybody else out there, you can have a shirt too. 20 bucks if you're local here in Sacramento or 25 if we got to ship it. All you got to do is DM us. Let us know your size and we'll take it from there. Everybody's gonna pay. Exactly. Well, of course, give us your address, but. Oh, that too. Right. Maybe there'll be some Sour Patch Kids. Possibly. Maybe I some stickers. Know. Can't guarantee. Stickers for sure. Guys, we're running low on some of the sizes, so make sure that you get your order in ASAP. But we are getting a second order in as we speak. Shout out to Zen Threads. Zen Threads for the win. I'm by winning. Join us every week on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, and everybody else on Twitch because we get gained a bunch of twitch followers and you have to go to blow up my razorcrest.com <laughs> blow up your razorcrest.com blow up james's razorcrest.com so are, we're wrapping up the the razorcrest right no we finished the razorcrest so we finished the razorcrest on monday we started the slave one this week Ooh, but we're not gonna blow that up uh, we're definitely blowing up the slave one damn it yeah can't blow it up that's not canon yeah i got you there see see what i did there so every monday from six to eight we'll be doing lego builds we'll be talking some smack to each other we'll be making young phil make the hard choices in these movie brackets oh, all the hard choices it's oh. so funny because i can as you're building right we're not seeing your face but i can picture your face as you're making these tough decisions and i'm just like come on it's like five minutes will go by make the decision today junior and you know like you can see the frustrated look on my face yeah. just oh i don't want to make this decision it's just home alone nobody's gonna be mad macaulay culkin will not care if you don't pick home alone <laughs> but on that too guys guys you have to be in the stream to win. Ooh. You have to be in the stream to win. I will explain more on Monday. So, guys. During the stream. During the stream. Just know. I have to be in the stream to win. What a tease. I've been called worse. Sure. I, I don't know. Why not? Have something you want to discuss? Are you down with a Tower of Terror film? Are you a Disney super fan or a Disney pass hole? And did you Silencio Bruno and love Luca? Silencio Bruno. Silencio. Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in our Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Ladies and gentlemen, you can buy us a taco. It could be taco time right now. It can be taco Tuesday every day. Er day. Er day, right? Because when you become a part of the taco party, when you join the taco party and you go to distancenerding.com and click on that buy us a taco button, it comes back right to you, the nerds, which we are a part of, but we're not allowed to get the stuff that mm -hmm. comes with it. But it comes back. You get stuff like t-shirts and stickers and Lego. Wait, did I just give away what I'm giving away? Oh, oopsies. Well, not what I'm giving away, but it is Lego. Yeah, you buy us the taco and it's feeding the show. Exactly. And we're looking to 
feed you with more gifts and prizes and contests. Exactly. Guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, at Distance Nerding. Thanks. And Silencio Bruno. No, keep nerding together. Keep nerding Bruno. Okay. So, uh, tacos? Uh, kind of tacoed out. Wings? Ooh. Thighs? <laughs> Let's go get these thighs. Let me get some of your thighs. Wait, what? Wait, what? Distance Nerding. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.